Opinionated. As fuck. What's up, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome to episode one of the Opinionated as Fuck podcast. I'm Adam Butler. That's Pretty Little Danny. Hey, y'all. <laughs> at Pretty Little Danny on all social. At MSR underscore Adam on all social. This is all sports, all life issues. We talk about it all. Ain't that right? Yep. All right. So what's our first topic? First topic of the day. Football season's back. Right. Chiefs versus Patriots this Thursday. That's right. Redskins have the Philadelphia Eagles coming up that Sunday. Ooh. What do you mean, boo? Boo to the Eagles. Oh, yeah. What do you mean, Most what, of, boo? Come I on, now. I was going to say, come on now. <laughs> I'm looking for 10 wins this season. Yeah. Just FYI. Yeah, you know what? I think 10 wins is the benchmark. I, I think it has to be. I think 10 wins has to be the benchmark for the Washington Redskins. They don't, they, when last time we had a 10 win season? Crickets. No, the RG3 year. That was about five seasons ago. Yeah, they went ten and ten and ten and six that year, right? Yeah, yeah, they did. They went ten and six that year. They went nine and seven. Their their the the next playoff year with Kirk Cousins. Yeah, last year. Right. So they went nine and seven. Yeah, they haven't. What they haven't done. We just done, cannot get out of the first round. Right. And what they haven't done. So here's the benchmark for me because the reason why I was was trying to figure that out is the benchmark for me has to be ten plus wins. True. Because they haven't had ten plus wins in like twenty years. Yeah. And that's, that's the problem. The, right. That's the big problem. So, yo, are we are we excited about the NFL this year, Danny? Like, what, what is our, what's our thoughts on the NFL? It's been ugly. Let's be honest. I it's mean, been very ugly. I mean, it, really, around this time of year, I'm usually like, it's like super exciting. Yeah, it's you're like getting all your, your apparel together. You're figuring out all the games that you're planning to mm-hmm. attend home and away. And this year, I'm just like, hmm. I mm-hmm. don't think I'm spending a dollar yet mm. on the skins. Mm. Normally, I come in and I always buy a traditional season opener T-shirt. Uh-huh. Won't be buying one this year. Why? I went to the preseason game last week. How was that, by the way? Disappointing. Oh, Lord. Oh, you can't Lord. ask to be the highest paid quarterback in the league uh-huh. and fail to have your first string score. Yeah, they didn't score, did they? they, they, they hold on. Yeah, they didn't score. Did they score? No, the first string scored, right? But not, not eventually. I think in yeah, the, the second, second quarter. Half. Yeah, yeah, the, the second quarter they scored. Yeah, we'll get to that quarter, in a second. Me. Yeah, we are gonna get to that in a second. Because I, 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 I want to know because you mentioned something, and, and I think I feel the same way. Mm-hmm. Not just about the Redskins in particular, um, but about just NFL football in general. The energy is low when it comes to NFL football. Why aren't you excited? Why aren't you willing to buy any any? Uh, you know, merchandise and do the things that we normally do. You know, like I said, football is normally like a celebration. It's normally like a holiday. Why? Why? Because I'm waiting for Kaepernick to get a job. There it is. <laughs> there it is. Bring Boom. back Cap. Yeah, there it is. I think you know you you, you exactly <laughs> the Cap thing. Now the Zeke Elliott thing. You know, personally in our town, the Redskins, the Scott McCullough thing. All of this just seems shady business. Yeah, bit big. You make a really good point. Bad mm-hmm. business for the NFL. Yeah. Bad business, big soap opera. Right, right. No fun. Right. But they're bringing back, hold on now. Mm-hmm. I, 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 let me play devil's advocate. Mm-hmm. They're bringing back, what is it, team celebrations now with yeah. no penalties? Okay. Shout so we out have to some, the fun bunch. Right. So we have, <laughs> we have something to look forward to. But no, seriously, yeah. on yeah. social issues wise, um, the NFL is not, not doing so great. No, it's not. And, and I think that it has crawled in all of our minds. So when we talk about NFL, if we were doing this show last year, the year before, maybe even the year before, 
this would be a pure celebration segment. This segment right. would be full of, oh, I think who's going to win the division and who's going to go to the NFC championship and the AFC championship. Can Tom Brady and them do it again? But I think coupled with all of the drama, not just with, with, with black folks, but like whether you're a Tom Brady fan or not, the whole thing with the flake gate last year was just ugly and messy. The Zeke Elliott thing is ugly and messy. Yeah. Whether he put his hands on that girl or not, it just seems like a bit of a witch hunt. If he did put his hands on that girl in any form or fashion, I believe he should be suspended. Correct. But they have no evidence of that. And, of course, the big one, the the the, the biggest, most giant, is an elephant in the room? Yes. Is Colin Kaepernick. Yeah. And you got to get Cap a job. Do we have to get Cap a job, though? A Rodgers, <clears throat> excuse me, Aaron Rodgers believes so. Aaron Rodgers does believe. What Aaron Rodgers say? Okay, so Aaron Rodgers, starting quarterback for the Green Bay Packers, has come out and stated that he thinks that Kaepernick should be on the roster right now and truly believes that because of the protest, he is not. And so Aaron Rodgers, that's, you know, that's the biggest player in the league, in my opinion, right? It's the biggest star in the league. Probably, right. I mean, I, I guess you could argue, you know, Tom Brady, whatever, right? There's other stars in the league. There's no definitive star in the league like in the NBA you have LeBron James. But to me, that's like the equivalent of LeBron James saying this about another player in the yes. NBA. That's huge. That's huge news. So there's no, there's, there's no denying it. Also, you have the thing with Albert, um, Albert Breer and the Money Morning Quarterback article where um, they it wasn't, I think it was Money Money uh, Quarterback where they was they interviewed a bunch of executives and they all were saying like, no, it's not about the protests. It's about his skill set. Yeah, they yeah, kept comparing yeah. him to, and I know this one is going to turn, you're going to turn completely red and probably evaporate, but they kept comparing <laughs> him to RG3. Um, you know, but I, and, and, and I have my own opinions on why black quarterbacks don't get a fair shake in the NFL. I think we can save that for another show. I yes, think we probably could do a definitely a great topic. Right. So I have I have opinions on why Robert is not in the league and why other black quarterbacks are in the league. And I do think Cap fits into that a little bit more than people want to talk about right now. However, the protesting is the biggest issue. We know that's the biggest issue as to why he's not in the league, because what he hasn't gotten is what Robert got last year, which was Robert's, I like to call, weak second chance. That that is second that what chance. you're calling it? Well, I'm not, I'm, different, I'm not just, it's not, let's just take Robert and insert black quarterback. Normally when a black quarterback fails on his first team, they get this really short leash of a second chance. Basically, it just means like, yo, if you mess up once, you're out of the league. Not that you're going to be a career backup like a, you know, like a um, Fitzpatrick or somebody like that. Or Matt Flynn. Or Matt Flynn. You're out of the league. We can't use you. You know what I mean? And I, that's what I think happens with you're black You're useless. Right. I think that happens with black quarterbacks. You know what I mean? Vince I Young, agree. you can name them. They get one more shot and then that's it. I Cap. think Michael Vick is probably the best example of someone that's gotten more than yeah. one chance. But we're talking about Mike Vick. And you could also look at that Pittsburgh chance to say him and Mike Tomlin grew up together. So that's a guy that, because like, think about it. He was in Atlanta, went to jail, went to Philly, was out of the league, right? Went to the Jets, I think, for a couple of seconds. Mm-hmm. You know, so, okay, he got more than, so the Jets, okay, he got the Jets opportunity. And then that last opportunity with Pittsburgh was more like Mike Tomlin, like, you're my boy. I don't want to see you because he had debt and all sorts of issues. I'm going to give you this opportunity to come make right, some money. Right. Also, he's an analyst now. Yes. So, yes. I mean, some would look at that as well as not necessarily a promotion, but right. he's still able to reap yeah. some of the benefits from. Yeah. And we could talk about why that may or may not be. I think that's a that's a topic in itself. So because there's something to that. You're you making me think. <laughs> um, the NFL does have a black eye on it. It is affecting fans. 
um my boy Paul co-host Paul Spann on, on my other show he saying he may not watch football this year but he doesn't know why he doesn't like straight coming out and saying oh I'm protesting the you know I'm because of the flag or the or the national anthem and I know you're gonna pull up something that that uh Jason Whitlock said about right. that but he's more so saying like there's just something ugly about the NFL this season. It's just sitting we just in can't the, put our finger. We just can't on put it. our finger on it. Some can. Some are saying, "Yo, it is the protest." These, I think the NFL is racist. I can't support it. Others are saying, "I just don't know." It's something ugly about it. So, Danny, before you before you read um, the comments from Mister Mister Coon here, who mm-hmm. we're going to talk about, <laughs> um, before you read those comments. Do you think it's just the protest that's making you and I, you know, feel that way? Like, because in my opinion, I think it's the CTE. I think it's the stuff that's going on with our favorite team. I think it's Kaepernick, and I think it's just the stuff with Zeke. I think it's like whether we have a straight up opinion on it or not. Like whether I think Zeke actually touched a woman or not, right? It's still the fact that it's so messy that it takes away from the fun of the league. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. Um, I don't know. I just don't think that. The NFL is doing a great job of, of having a, a handle on some of these social issues. Mm. As far as the domestic violence issue, suspending this gentleman for six games is actually the goal is what? Right. We haven't really scaled down what the goal is. This right. isn't going to protect the victim. This isn't right. going to protect the player. This isn't, isn't going to protect the league. Right. And once again, the NFL has kind of gotten it wrong. Right. Whereas if you're going to be this, um, what's the word? Strict. Right. If you're going to be this strict with Zeke, then mm-hmm. be more st- just as strict on these owners for not picking up mm-hmm. one of the quarterbacks that is quarterback rating article here. Mm-hmm. Colin Kaepernick has a better quarterback rating than more than half of the quarterbacks mm-hmm. that have just recently been signed to new teams. Mm-hmm. You tell mm-hmm. me why he does not have a job. Yeah, I don't. You know, and again, you could we could argue over whether Colin Kaepernick has diminished since his Super Bowl year. We could argue about whether he deserves to be a starter. Or is he an elite player? None of that matters when you're a white player. Correct. You know what I mean? Like, again, we had Rex Grossman on our squad. Rex oh, Grossman played gosh. in the Super Bowl, <laughs> right? Rex Grossman was a high pick. Not a really high pick, but a, but a high, you know, enough. high enough pick. He went to a Super Bowl. He was on a consistent playoff team. You know, of course, there's semantics to that, right? right? However, when he, when he was – when it was determined that his skill set was not there and he wasn't good enough, he still bounced around the league. Because certain coaches said, oh, this guy knows my system. I know what he is. Cap is that Jay Cutler. Yeah, Jay Cutler. You know, Cap is not getting that opportunity. And that's what I'm upset about. I can, you know, I just, so that's why I agree with you. I just can't understand why, why they're just so quick to throw him away. And so quick to just, just basically say, this guy can't do anything for my team. So, yeah, nothing but facts there. But, of course, people feel differently about it. Yeah, they do. You know Sean I mean? McCoy is another uh, one of the players that has come out and spoke vocally that he doesn't think that Kaepernick has a job mm-hmm. solely because of his race. He doesn't mm-hmm. think that he's good enough. Mm-hmm. Um, I would beg to differ. Again, there are three positions on offense for a quarterback, starting, mm-hmm. second string, third string. Right. You can't sell me on an argument stating that this young man should not be playing on an NFL right. team in any capacity, right. under right. any system. This gentleman right. has gone to the Super Bowl. Yeah. Again, I just stated his quarterback rating. Mm-hmm. Come on. I yeah. mean, it doesn't really make sense. Um, it's kind, it, it really is hard to believe that he still does not have a job. And yeah. I guess fans like me are looking for the NFL or Roger Goodell himself mm-hmm. to kind of tell us exactly what this issue is. Yeah, they have Because not, are yeah. the, that would lead you to 
kind of question is the protest even beneficial anymore right they're not it's actually done more damage than help because they've kind of used this as another distraction look this started because of a true real continuing issue yeah an issue that has long surpassed um the football nfl exactly yeah and and he's not the only player protesting no he's not So that's why you're right you make a great point because it is confusing because he it would be it would make sense if he was the only one protesting or if they put out a mandate that said, yo, if another player takes a knee, that's an automatic three game suspension. Then we would know to be really upset. Right. But because the, the commissioner of the NFL has not come out and said, yo, here's the issue. Here's what I think is going on. He's not speaking on it. And to be truthful, Cap isn't speaking on it too much either. Now, right. not, I don't want to put all that pressure on Colin Kaepernick, but he's not. So we're at a state of confusion. Right. right? Here's a question I have for you, though. I, it's just something that just popped in my mind. We name all these issues. Why does the NFL, out of all the leagues, because, I mean, you know, come on, there's racism everywhere, right? The NBA had one of the largest, like, racial issues I've seen in sports in my life with the Donald Sterling thing. Oh, yeah, that, that was, was like huge. blatant racism, and they dealt with it, right? They had, a, you know, if you, if you, they had a couple of days of, of shakiness. People were calling for the, um, Clippers to boycott a, a, a playoff game. People will call it for a lot of stuff, right? But at the end of the day, it was dealt with in the mess. It didn't have this, like, lingering mess. Right. Why is it that whenever the NFL has an issue, Ray Rice, whatever, like, I, they just can't deal with the mess. You just know what organized saying? chaos. Yeah. And that's the, I mean, I don't know. I'm really, 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 hope, really hoping that one day Roger Goodell will just wake up and decide that he does, he no longer wants his job. Yeah. I always start with leadership. I think the leadership is very poor. We are in a state, just globally, there's mm-hmm. so many different things going on. The mm-hmm. NFL has a great platform to kind of solidify yeah. resolving some of these issues. Yeah. But then again, it begs to differ. If you give Kaepernick a job. Right. Then what were the protests all for? Does this get right. swept under the rug? Right. What was the impact that it had? Right. So that brings me to Jason Whitlock's comment oh, on NFL national anthem protests. He mm-hmm. states, protesting the national anthem is a perfect way for your message to, com- to get completely lost. Mm. He highly criticizes um, Kaepernick and actually questions him to come out and, like you stated, further mm-hmm. explain exactly what this message is supposed well, to see, be about. He, he already did. That so where I disagree with Jason, that's not oh, so out of all of the Jason Whitlock comments, maybe that's not the most horrific one, but it is still flawed. There's so many holes in it that it's not even funny. One, he came out last year and explained why he was protesting the national anthem. Right. So much so that the NFL, to his credit, started having town hall meetings and all sorts of stuff to try to like deal with it. They let the players um, put messages on it. I'm not saying that these are like strong responses, okay? Right. But they had a game where the, um, the players were able to put like messages on their cleats and uniforms. Everybody knows the NFL has an extremely strict uniform policy. Right. I remember Deshaun Jackson, um, who was a, a former Redskin, had like um, hands up. Not he didn't have hands up. Don't shoot on his cleats, but he had like unity or something weird on his cleats. Like people were they 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 gave them it. the space. They gave them the space because this thing was going on. That's one to Jason Whitlock's first argument. Two. Okay, I do. I am. I am of the belief that at first there was a lot of confusion to Colin Kaepernick's um, protests. I am of the belief of that. I don't think it was wrong. I just think that when he initially did it, perhaps he didn't. Perhaps he just did it and didn't think about how huge it would become. Right. And he probably didn't consider how patriarch, how how, how you know, um, 
how much people claim they want to bleed red, white, and blue. Right. Right. I mean, well, he exposed the country yet again. I mean, all he's doing is standing up for facts. And this is this man's God given right. Yeah. No, he, and I agree with him. I agree with it. I'm just saying that, you know, to the, to the confusion part, I mean, it's clear. It's a fact that people were confused by it. It's like, you know, yeah, there's no denying that people were confused. Whether he wanted to confuse people is a whole nother story. Whether he meant to confuse people or whether he was confused when he did it, we don't know. The fact of the matter is people were confused by it. Right. But I think he he came out and he said what it was about. And we've had enough discussions about what it is about. Everyone Police knows. brutality. Yeah. Inequality. I mean, right. the same issues that we've been dealing with yeah. for over 50 years now and, and beyond. Not the only player doing it. No, he's not. He's he the only Cleveland player. Brown's doing it. He's the only player. That's taking the brunt of it because yeah, he started because it. See, this is the problem when you start yeah. things in this era. Yeah. yeah. You're either going to, I mean, people build you up just to bring you down. Yeah. They built him up. He was the greatest, not greatest player. He was one of the yeah, good quarterbacks that they were talking about. He was a star. He was a star. All right. So, you know, and again, the Colin Kaepernick thing we can go on about just when it comes to the NFL, just to wrap this segment up. Do you see a point where you can look at the NFL the way we used to look at it? No. Mm. No, I don't. I mean, I'm older now. I'm conscious. Mm-hmm. I just think that they have a level of responsibility that they shy away from. And this is right. not one of the, the Zeke Elliott and the Colin Kaepernick are two situations where once again, they drop the ball. Yeah. Here it is. You are not supporting mm-hmm. one player who makes up 70% of your league. Mm-hmm. And on one hand, you're overly punishing, punishing another player. And yeah. they just so happen to be black. Is this yeah. racially? Um, fueled. I mean, you don't really know, but the fact that you have so many questions about yeah. a sport that's supposed to bring so much fun yeah. is the issue that I have. Yeah. No more fun in the NFL. Thank you for bringing back the um, touchdown dances. We really appreciate it, but yeah. y'all need to really get on y'all shit. Yeah, I think once they start uh, playing football, we'll enjoy it a little bit more because, you know, I hate to, you know, I don't mean to be a pessimist, but people are how they are. You know what I mean? We get distracted. We, we want to have fun. We watch the games and it won't be as awful. I'll say for me, yes, there is something there though. I can't lie. You know, again, there's the, na- there's the national stories for the, for the national football league. And right. then there's the local stories for us when it comes to Redskins stuff with our GM and our, our former GM and he's tweeting, you know what I'm saying? And then you got a press who, you know, who is constantly pointing out the negatives about Correct. the team. It's pretty, it's really difficult to find joy in the team and just say, yo, I think, you know, Hey, we might win 10 games this year. We might win 11. And all I can think about is how the quarterbacks on a one year contract and how the GM got fired unfairly and how, you know, the, the running the, game ain't looking yeah, that good. Man, and the, what the hell is the defense yeah. going to look like? And who's doing the plate call in this year? Will be good, but, but I'm with so? you. I do actually think I'm hoping so. Good. Yeah, I do think that we're going to get to some defense stuff. wins championships. Come yeah. on. This is how we're going to to win 10, 11 plus games. The defense is definitely going to have to show yeah. up. I mean, we could have did it last year. I mean, we yeah. can go on this. We'll be talking about this throughout the rest of the football season. Hell to the Redskins. I think we got a really good shot to do it this year. I do. All right, topic number two, Danny, Kyrie Irving, Young mm. Zeke, as I like to call him, Isaiah Thomas, the, the blockbuster trade of the NBA this season. This season, you, you, yes. you, you agree with that. Yes. Okay. Kyrie to the Celtics, Isaiah to the Cavaliers. This happened a week ago, but during that week, it was all sorts of drama over Isaiah Thomas' bum hip. 
bum hip, a significant injury. He's going to miss significant time. Yeah. Why the Cavs choke? I'm I'm so confused That's by your this squad. trade. This is not my squad. Let me clear this up oh for everyone. God. Okay, go on, man. Now go on. and moving forward. Go on. I am a huge LeBron James fan. Where he goes, I go. End of story. Okay. So, oh, excuse me. Except if he goes to LA next year, I are you might gonna just be rooting have, for the Lakers? I might just have a problem. Me, you me, be, purple and gold don't necessarily. You gonna get, be rooting for the Lakers? Not, You're not gonna mm-mm. root against. Oh my God! Okay, anyway, I, I'm I not, don't know. I'm I don't not know. doing this. This is ridiculous, <laughs> and I, I don't. I don't like lies and deceit, and I don't tolerate it. Um, I'm a woman of my word. Yeah. Okay. You gonna root for LeBron James? <laughs> but by default, because LeBron James currently plays for the Cleveland Cavaliers, Cavaliers, that's your squad. Yes, this is the squad I will be rooting for next season. So let's talk about the trade. Um, just on the basic level, we'll talk about all the drama that came about it. You know, with 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 the the Cavaliers, you know, demanding more from the Boston Celtics. We'll get to that in a second. But just straight up, the trade. Are you happy with it? I think you kind of told me already. But are you happy with it as a temporary Cleveland Cavaliers fan? I don't know how to feel about it. I mean, I don't really understand it. I kind of feel like. Let me go ahead and throw some shade to Kyrie real quick. I really think that he is unappreciative. I mean, you had this team to yourself before Uh the King came. You could barely win 20 or 30 games. You were injury prone. Uh (laughs) The King comes back. Uh You make it to three straight finals. Uh Possibly could have won the first. Uh You were injured. Kevin Love was injured. On a more serious note, now now realizing that he's being mentored under Kobe Bryant, it makes total sense he no mm-hmm. longer wants to live in the shadow he's done what he feels he's needed to do in cleveland mm-hmm. um i don't think i don't know i really don't understand what puzzle piece i it fits in for cleveland i really don't i mean i think that i don't think it's a fair trade well it would have been barring injury and i guess you can't bar that because the injury seems to be a big deal right but if you look at it just on the surface, without injury, you're swapping a leading MVP candidate for an all-star. Yeah. Right? So if if you're Cleveland, you're saying, okay, this guy doesn't want to play for me, Kyrie Irving. He's put it out there. We can't bring him back. He doesn't want to play here. We don't have that. We don't want to have that toxic environment right. on the championship squad, right? Or potential championship squad. So you trade the guy out. What do you get for him? You get the what I think is the Third best player last year in the East. But, see, we have to look at this twofold. What exactly are the Cavs doing? Are mm-hmm. you trying to compete for a championship this current season? Or are you trying to set up your team for when LeBron leaves? They're doing both. They're doing both. So you're setting your team up for a championship this year because you replace your number two player with uh, uh, another number two caliber guard, a point guard, who is maybe a step below Kyrie Irving physically, right? Okay, Neither one that. of them play defense. I was going to get there. Right? Neither <laughs> one of them play defense. Both of them are are electric offensively. Yes. They love to score. Zeke is smaller than Kyrie, so he's less. Uh, huh? What do you call I him? I like to call him Young Zeke. Oh, Isaiah Thomas. I like that. Okay. Young Zeke. Okay. Young Zeke is is smaller than than Kyrie so he's he's not able to be as physical as Kyrie could correct so if you're Cleveland you're setting yourself up for now theoretically because you just took again I think he was like fourth in the MVP voting last year he averaged 29 no I'm talking about the IT he averaged 29 points a game okay so you got you bringing in an electric player 
that's going to temporarily replace Kyrie Irving. And if you, in barring injury, you hoping can be the leader of your team when LeBron leaves. You also get a potential number one pick from the Boston Celtics because they got that Nets pick, which is we know that's going to be right. Yeah, <laughs> we know what that pick will be. We we we're pretty we're pretty confident that that pick is going to be top five, top five, top five. So, um, you that's what you're getting if you're Cleveland, right? If you're if you're if you're Boston, what are you getting on this end? Now Boston, that's the interesting piece. That's the one I've been thinking about all week. That's the one. And you, if you saw my tweet, you, you saw what I put on Twitter. That I think the Wizards are actually better than Boston right now. We'll get to that in a second. If, you might be on to something. If you're Boston, what did you get? You got a dynamic player. You got a superstar, hands down. You got and a champion. You got a champion for sure and a clutch, a dude that's clutch. Correct. You can't deny that. You got a champion, you got a superstar, and a guy that's clutch in those on, on the big stage. Not afraid of the big right. stage, right? You don't have a defensive – you don't have a guy that can play any defense. No. But you didn't have that already, right? So, to me, what you have is the same team you had last year, <laughs> just with a bigger version of young Zeke, right? Now, Even with the addition of Hayward? Now, with Hayward, what you've done is flip your squad. What you were last year was a team that locked people down on defense. Hard to score on Boston. Then what they would do to you – when Zeke wasn't on the floor, right? Or when they were hiding him? Yeah, when they were even when they were hiding him or when he wasn't on the floor cuz his from now as a Wizards fan, I have a lot of experience with watching these damn Boston <laughs> Celtics, right? They, I mean, I never seen a team match up so evenly and basically to the point where neither one neither squad beat each other on the road. Right? Right. Okay, so what the, what the Boston Phenomenal Celtics, series, by the way. Great series. Phenomenal playoff series. I think playoff it was the series, series of the playoffs. I oh, think it was that, the most of the definitely. Yeah, okay, good. We, you're not we agree on that. Okay, good. Um, so what, what does Boston do? What did they used to do to you? When Zeke was on the floor, they would jump out to early leads because Zeke would be full of energy when he, when he came out, right? Then they would put Zeke on the bench, and they'd put in, um, um, what's the other guy, Crowder and all these other guys, right? Avery, Avery Bradley. Avery Bradley, who's no dudes. longer playing, right? Right. That's a big, that's what I'm going to get to. That's a big deal. So they put in Avery Bradley, Crowder, and all these guys, and what they would do is spread the floor on you offensively and light you up from three-point. That's what they would do. They would spread the floor, light your ass up on from the three-point, and then when you would come back down on offense – they would lock you down defensively because they had guys like Avery Bradley and Crowder. That sounds like the Warriors game plan. A lot of people are using the Warriors game plan. Smart. So you lose Crowder, you lose Bradley, you add um, Hayward, and you add Kyrie. Now you have no defense. None. So what do the Boston Celtics have to do now? They got to outscore you. That's all they can do. They, in order to beat the, the good teams, they'll be able to beat, you know, Miami. I'm not saying Miami's a bad team, right. but those like you know, they'll be able to beat Less maybe you know team. Milwaukee. They'll be able to give. They'll be able to challenge the home team, the Wizards, right? But can they beat Golden State? Can they beat Houston? Can they beat San Antonio? I still don't even have Boston coming out of the East. I don't even. Where do you rank Boston next season? I Top think, five. I think Boston is the third best team in the East. Who's your second? The Washington Wizards. Who's your first? The Cleveland Cavaliers. <laughs> okay, that sounds about right. This should be interesting because this was pretty much the same setup from last year. A mm-hmm. couple of different pieces that have moved. Yeah, give or take Boston and Washington. I'm wondering if my man is out there if he can hear me, if he's shaking my head at me when I say that the Wizards are the second best team in the East. I truly believe it. I'm really looking at it head, top to bottom. 
I think the Wizards right now have a better roster than the Boston Celtics. I think that Kyrie and John Wall, I think John Wall's better than Kyrie Irving. Do you? Yes. I mean, but when we're talking rings. Those rings are your boy's rings. Now, he was clutching that. He was clutching that. But which player led their team to the playoff by themselves? See, this is the problem that I have with Kyrie making this decision in the first place. Mm -hmm. Because you've been here before. Mm -hmm. And you failed to show a lack of leadership before. I just, I mean... He's older now. He mm-hmm. has a ring under his belt. He's played with one of the best players ever to play this game. Mm-hmm. I mean, who's to say that he hasn't learned much? I mean, I don't necessarily. I, I don't think I would have done it. I think I would have held out, played another year, and then we could have all went our separate ways. I think that they could have still gotten this trade done or this decision made last season. Why not stay another year and try to compete? I don't know. I can, you, you, I, I'm with you. This is a Boston starting five right now. You got Kyrie Irving, Al Horford. Oh, I, like I forgot about him. I like Al Horford. I don't like right? Al Horford. He's... Gordon Haywood, Jalen Brown, and Marcus Smart. That's what it looks like is starting for the Boston. That's second. their starting. Right. Yeah, they got Marcus. They picked up Marcus Morris too, which is a good pickup. That's a good pickup. Marcus Morris, I like. Um, of course, his twin plays for the, yeah, for the, the Wizards, right? Okay, so that's their starting five, right? I think that that does not. If you look at the Wizards starting five. Because we're going to take Boston out of it. Right. Boston, I mean, I'm, I'm sorry, we're going to take Cleveland, Cleveland out of it. Cleveland's better than Boston. Right. Okay. Still. Even with gimpy-ass Derrick Rose coming <laughs> off the bench. <laughs> I did not like that. No, Derrick Rose coming off of Derrick Rose. Derrick Rose coming off the bench is good. Because you're not, you're not going to ask a lot for Derrick Rose. Right. You, you can't can expect a lot. Right. You can't expect a Well, you're going to have to sit him for half the yeah. season. <laughs> he does not come out playing October 17th. No. What you do is you hope what you want from Derrick Rose is – when you have that little weird part of the season where LeBron has like some type of magical back injury that he can't play for like two weeks, you hope that Derrick Rose can put us to work during that time. And what you really want from Derrick Rose is in the playoffs. Right. That's where you need him. Like at. Rondo did for, for Chicago. Correct. You know what I mean? Like, well, for those first, what was it, the first two games? He got Ugh. hurt. He got hurt. That series could have went completely left too. Yeah. Yeah, that's what you want. You want a veteran guy like that. We all know Derrick Rose can play. He just is injury prone. Right. He can't lead your team. He can't be the He's superstar. not as rely. You can't rely right. on him. But, but this you, is a former MVP. Yes. Yes. This is the, I mean, talk about Derrick Rose here. Coming off the bench. Remember the matchup the, between, we're going back, but yeah. remember the Chicago matchup between him and the Cavs? Yes. Him and Le, uh, LeBron James dueling it out? Yes. Yes, that's the championship squad right there. I mean, we got one more year of dealing with Cleveland and basically having a free pass to the to the NBA Finals. I don't know why everybody's – I get it. Boston has Kyrie Irving and Gordon Hayward. I it get just it. sounds It sounds flashy. so great. Yeah. It's, but if you look at the rest of the roster, why is that team – again, we're going to play this game. And before we wrap this segment up, we're going to play this game. Mm-hmm. I'll play with you when we when, – and we're going to do this on the show. We're okay. going to talk about our super team theory and all that. But oh, we're going to play this game. Okay. Is Kyrie Irving better than LeBron James? Is this a I mean, no, no, question? no. I'm sorry. Is Kyrie Irving my fault? Is Kyrie Irving better than John Wall? I meant to say. I don't know. I never really invested in both players. I kind of I see both sides, mm-hmm. but I feel like we're such an era where people are looking for the shiny exterior, mm-hmm. the shiny jewelry. One has it, one does not. Kyrie Irving may have a better jumper than John Wall, but that's probably it. John Wall is a far superior defender. I think John that's Wallace. the edge. That's yeah. the that, you just hit it right there. That's the edge that I would give John Wall over Kyrie because mm-hmm. they pretty much kind of match up the same way. They're both going to attack. Mm-hmm. They both have decent jumpers. They could shoot a three. John Wall has 
far superior court vision than than um, Kyrie Irving. John Wall gets players involved more than Kyrie. Yeah, his Irving. leadership ability is. Gordon Hayward going to have to sit out there and basically hope that Kyrie you can know, generate that. Earth. Yeah. Okay. So is Gordon Hayward better than Bradley Bill? A healthy Bradley Bill? No. Yeah. I don't know. I think no. he's slightly a slight. He's slightly better than Bradley Bill. I'm not going to disrespect Gordon Hayward. Slightly better than Bradley Bill. Yeah, I can see that kind of going both ways, too. Is Al Horford, this might be an easy one, is Al Horford better than Martian Gortat? This is a serious question. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like Al Horford. You think, no, but, but is he better than Martian Gortat, though? I think he's better than Martian Gortat. Do you? I, I mean, so. I'm I, okay, so I'm biased. I just don't like him. I don't know if he's head and shoulders better than him, but he's better than, than, than Marcia Gortat. Okay, is Jalen Brown? Who is Jalen Brown? Is Jalen Brown better than Otto Porter? No. Is Marcus Smart, who I like a lot, he's the point guard actually. So actually, you'd have to you'd have to match up Marcus Smart with um you'd have to match him up with Wall. with with Wall. Okay. But let's just say, but just you know, from the top five. Of course, you know, you don't want to match him up. So let's do this one then. Is Al Horford better than Markeith Morris? I'm going to take Morris over. But again, I don't like him. Okay. I don't know. It's something about him. So, so it's the dirty plan. The, yeah. I'm I, I, yeah, Al Horford is dirty. But, but, if, but if you really look at it, all I'm skill trying to point skill. out is that the Wizards may actually have a better starting five than the Boston Celtics. Well, we're definitely going to see it. We're going to see it for Coming sure. soon. Coming soon. So, mm-hmm. big fight in Vegas last weekend. Oh yeah, Who, who'd you put your money on? I didn't put my money. money on, I didn't put my money on even one of them bammers. I said, for, I said to myself, as a promise to God that I would not spend a red <laughs> cent on this fight. You don't need it. I think there were tons of people streaming on Facebook. I yeah. have links through my phone. I'm not gonna lie. Good yeah. old fire stick. Yeah. I went to a party. I supported. I bought a ticket. So oh. he got a little bit of my change. Uh, I did go to a party. Um, I didn't spend a dime to go to this party, but Good I do appreciate the people that threw the party. It was like open to the public. It was really cool. It was like out in Virginia somewhere and like in the rec room of some apartment. You went company. to VA. Went to VA to watch this fight. As a black man. I did. With I was, alcohol and I was, I'm I, sure other I was exotic. Afraid. I was afraid. Oh, okay. And and you know the weird thing about this whole situation with Conor McGregor and Floyd Mayweather the fight we're talking about is that it turned into like a racial thing. It really yeah, real did. quick. I'm yeah. starting to wonder: are we, are we living in an overly sens- sensitive society? Yes, where everything is so touchy and everything is so black and white that doesn't really need to literally be black and white. I actually like McGregor. I don't know; it's something yeah. about him, his struggle, yeah. his story, his backstory, yeah. just how he literally went from MMA putting himself on the map there to actually breaking yeah. down a barrier to get into the boxing world. He's not yeah. a boxer; yeah, it's an MMA fighter. Yeah, playing no. one of excuse me, mm-hmm. fighting one of the best, mm-hmm. if not the best, mm-hmm. to May, to, to um, Floyd, Ma- uh, excuse me, to Mayweather. But come on, how does that happen? Listen, I agree with you. Uh, on my other show, MSR, we're going to be doing a show uh, coming called uh, Too Woke. And too spe- Woke. I yes, like that. I'm going to be speaking on all of that because I do think that we could be a little too woke because I'm in that room. And, 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 and shout out to the brother, man. He, he was a cool dude when he came up to me. He was like, man, who you rooting for, bro? 
And I'm like, oh, man, I don't care, man. You know, I don't even think this is because I didn't think it was going to be much of a fight. Right. right. So I was like, I'm just here. I'm kicking it. Man. He was like, man, now, nah, man, you got to root for Mayweather, bruh. You got to. You have to. All these whiteies in here, they rooting for McGregor. Don't you understand? They rooting for McGregor because they want the black man to lose. And I'm like, wow. Like, I didn't, I didn't realize. Yeah, it was like a bunch of Hispanic people in the room, too. It wasn't even like a bunch of like white people. It was just like, but they were like MMA fans, so they were rooting for McGregor. But mm-hmm. when the fight started going on, right, some of the stuff they were yelling during the fight, like, yeah, woman beater. Yeah, beat his ass. He's a woman beater. Oh, gosh. All he does is spit his money. I hate him. Like, it was like some visceral. It was like some, they hated Floyd Mayweather. It was it was What's weird, though, is it's it's ironic to see a lot of black people supporting him, considering mm-hmm. that he definitely donated to the Trump campaign. He definitely mm-hmm. has been pictured with Trump. Yeah. That's kind of weird. Nobody really talks on that. I've never been a um, Mayweather fan. I'm not a huge boxing fan. Right. I just don't do, um, like, cockiness, like, over yeah. cockiness. Yeah. I no, believe in nice. confidence, but, yeah, I, yeah. I could do without that. So, honestly, I didn't have any stake in this. Like I said, I had um, drawn closer to liking McGregor. I just, mm-hmm. you know, following his story and just seeing him come up. I, too, thought that this fight was going to be done in five rounds. Yeah. Um, It's interesting. How do you lose and become famous from that? Well, I, you know what? That's a good question. That's a really good question. So, basically, why are we praising McGregor for, like, going the distance with, right. with me? But, but if we if we... If we're going to say that Floyd Mayweather is potentially like the greatest boxer of all time, which I don't know. I don't even know if that's true or not. I'm not, again, I'm not the boxing enthusiast. Um, I'm, it's documented for me. I am not a big fan of current boxing. I was never a big fan of Floyd Mayweather, not because I didn't recognize his skill set, but because I thought like, yo, if we're going to spend a hundred dollars to watch you fight, I don't really want to watch you be technically sound. I want to see a fight. And I don't know if that's, ridiculous to ask because people will tell me well what you want me to get killed i'm like no of course i don't want the man you to want get something killed, entertaining but i would like something to be entertaining and i've seen entertaining boxers before from from great boxers so i don't understand why he wasn't right actually this fight was like the first time i've actually I watched agree. him take it to somebody exactly. maybe it was because it was a lesser skilled guy in the ring right and not only that mcgregor came out just like everyone else comes mm-hmm. out you're gonna get the first what first three maybe four rounds you're gonna come out with a lot of intensity and he did he did the remarkable thing is that he actually landed more punches than manny pacquiao who is a (laughs) professional boxer because floyd fought manny differently than he fought uh, true mcgregor like but mcgregor and and shout out to my man shannon um who has a great mma site we're gonna link that in the um in the description just just for some research because he's, he's really dope he explained to me that floyd put his head down and basically put his head into McGregor's chest. McGregor said it. He was like, he put his head into my chest. I didn't know what to do. So Floyd decided to be aggressive in this fight. Right. It and was, we all it, saw that. Yeah. And it was totally against anything Floyd has ever done before. I'm not sure about like his younger fights or his like right. amateur. But no, fights, I but think it, he even mentioned that as well. He yeah. did. This was one of the fights. McGregor mm-hmm. required Floyd mm-hmm. to fight him much differently. He was a lot yeah. slower on his feet. Yeah. This man's 40 years old coming out of retirement. Yeah. We're, yeah. I think we're, yeah. we missed that part of it. Just being able to see his, his exterior. Right. Um, but yeah, this was definitely a different fight. Right. But I love this fight. I did too. I had, I, I thought it was amazing. So to your question, why are we praising Carter McGregor for going 10 rounds with Floyd Mayweather? Because Mayweather is supposed to be the greatest in the world. Right. Whether it's a 40 year old Mayweather or not. Right. I wouldn't fight a 40 year old Mayweather. He knocked me out. It doesn't matter. If you're right. 49 and old coming into a fight. Yeah. You're, you ought to be scared. Yeah. So, <laughs> so, so Conor McGregor, it's not so much that we were like, oh, Conor McGregor showed us that he can be a boxer. I don't think he could be a boxer because some, even the way he, even his, his, the awkwardness of him, 
I believe if he was fighting a younger fighter who gave less of a fuck, right? Like, and what I mean by that, like, Floyd is about getting out of there and remaining clean and going right. to the club. If he's fighting the guy that was like... Like an Adrian Broner, maybe? Maybe an Adrian Broner or or maybe even a, even a Manny Pacquiao's not younger, but, like, maybe a Manny Pacquiao type who's like, I'm trying to knock you the fuck out. I'm going to right. knock you out of the fuck around. Right. You know what I mean? Then he probably would have got... He probably would have gone to sleep much earlier. I think Floyd decided at a point in the fight, like, all right, now it's time to try to put right. this man to sleep. First couple of rounds, he wasn't trying to put him to sleep. Right. He was he, defending himself. Yeah, because it was an entertainment situation, too. They were like, right. yo, this thing has to go... Because it was a couple of times... And again, shout out to my man Shannon who pointed this out to me because McGregor was rabbit punching him. Like Is in that the back that of the hammer, head. Yeah, that hammer, hammer punch. Hit, yeah, hammer. they called it a hammer punch okay. in, in MMA. But he was doing that, which is illegal in, 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 in boxing. Yeah, the officiating during this fight was not... I mean, I don't even think the official knew exactly how to officiate this fight, right. given that you have one... Right. Do you call him a boxer? One fighter. Yeah. Who is not a traditional right. boxer, who has a completely different fighting style. Right. I would assume that that would be hard to, yeah. to gauge. And um, they pointed out that it may have been a situation where it was like Floyd, if Floyd wasn't like hurt, then you let the fight go. Right. Because this fight is so hyped up. Right. For at the end, unless Floyd is knocking the dude out or McGregor, did. or unless he did basically knock him out or unless McGregor knocked Floyd out in the second round, the fight can't end in the second round. No, not for a hundred dollars a fight. Exactly. No, so absolutely gonna, not. Exactly. So why are we, why are we praising McGregor for, for, for uh, standing strong against Mayweather? Because Mayweather's the, the, best fighter of this generation and a guy that is not a boxer stood made it entertaining for right. us and i think we're just happy that the fight was entertaining exactly because all of this hype and all of the drama that came along with it. i mean these dudes went on a shit talking tour basically together right so it could have been a major flop and it could have been honestly it could have been it could have killed not killed boxing but put gravely, a huge dent in it oscar de la hoya dent. definitely believes so yeah yeah he's, it, he's twitter feuding with uh dana white but Isn't I can kind of I can understand his argument to mm-hmm. your point. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're mixing two styles of fighting. Mm-hmm. What? Do, how does this? How does this tread well for the future? Will you have this mixing and matching of different styles of fighting and bringing elements of MMA into boxing? And if you're true to boxing, you don't want to see mm-hmm. people don't like to see change. Mm-hmm. So maybe this maybe this is the way it's going. Maybe it isn't. Mm-hmm. But I don't want to. I don't want to compare it to the first Super Bowl or, or something like that, right? Because the first Super Bowl, people thought it was whack because the idea of the AFL was like, yo, that's not a skilled league. That's just people throwing the ball around and the NFL is the real thing. They run the ball, this actual serious game, right? right? When it came together, you know, the idea was that the Green Bay Packers of the NFL were going to destroy the Chiefs of the, was it the Chiefs? Yeah, they were going to destroy the Chiefs of the AFL because it was like, they were far superior, right? Mm-hmm. So this is a mixing of two two worlds. And I ain't going to lie. I thought it was a joke. I thought it was a, a clown show the whole yeah, time. Yeah, I didn't really think that it was going to actually go down. Yeah, but to McGregor's credit, he boxed the man. I don't think anything was rigged or anything like that. And to F- Floyd Mayweather's credit, he fought the man. Right. And when it was time to clean him up, and this is the thing I've been asking for from Floyd for years. Now, right. I'm not asking anybody to hurt themselves, Right. But what I've been asking for from Mr. Mayweather is when you got a guy down, like Roy Jones used to do, Mike used to get him out the way way early. Right, but he take had him whole, down. But Holyfield would do this too. Like when he, when I got, all right, I, I'm, I got you. I'm going to knock you the fuck out or I'm going to at least right. beat you so bad that you, they're going to have to stop this fight. So, yeah, he basically knocked McGregor out because and it got scary. And the people, the people in the room were so upset, the McGregor fans, that they stopped the fight. I guess they used to MMA 
But well, he about- himself stopped the fight. When you slow down the footage, you can see him mm-hmm. spreading out his hands like, you know, no, I don't have to really take any more of these hits. It's yeah. pretty much a wrap. He dropped his hands. What else do I need to he prove? He was dazed and confused. And that's how you die in the ring. And I don't, I'm again, I mean, people may not agree with me, but that's how you die in the ring by getting hit clean by a professional boxer. And just to one more point that you made about um, McGregor landing more shots than Floyd. He landed no power shots, though. Floyd right. landed way more power shots. And when I was just looking at it, McGregor's shots were like little, like, you know, tap, tap, tap here, tap there, tap there. Didn't do anything. Well, it all looks like a lot in fast motion. When you yeah, start looking no. at the technicalities and stuff, yeah. you realize that it's not much. But what mm-hmm. makes this compelling is that, again, this guy is not a boxer. Yeah. This is the last fight that we're probably going to see from Floyd to go out this way. I, I appreciate it. Yeah, me yeah. too. Go and, out I mean, 50 Floyd and was landing them punches from the, I mean, them things was coming from the shoulder, man. I mean, he was, I mean, he was laying it on Conor McGregor. Like Conor McGregor at one point was taking the cleanest shots I've seen. I mean, I mean, no, I saw this Miguel Cotto fight. Um, actually, it actually came on the same night as the Floyd Mayweather fight, which was, I don't know why HBO did that, but there was a, a Miguel Cotto fight where he was just tagging this, Japanese dude. I mean, just tagging the dude. I don't even know what the hell was going on in that fight. Playing so, practice. I mean, basically, I mean, just clean shots to the face. Okay, clean ass shots. So anyway, Floyd Mayweather. I mean, I you know, I respect Floyd Mayweather. I respect his legacy. I don't think he was the most exciting fighter to watch. I hope that the next great boxer is. Um, I don't know who the next great boxer even would right. be. Right, I don't have yeah. my ear to the streets. Right. So I'm not sure. I know right. that there was a, a fight on the card, a gentleman from here, yeah. from Baltimore, that yeah. that one that might be who didn't coming even up. make weight. Yeah, who might be coming up under um, Mayweather's yeah. wing, so we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. Either way, Floyd Mayweather's done. Hopefully. Hopefully. Have we seen the last of him? I think we have seen the last of him. If I hope we've so. seen the last of him, have we seen the last of McGregor? I, I boxing, wonder what's next for him. You know, I don't know about McGregor. I think it, I think it'd be it would serve us to have someone that knows about MMA on the show at some point to tell us about what might happen with um, Conor McGregor. I don't think he can. I don't think he'll be able to even stand one or two rounds with a much younger, more hungry Faster. boxer. Yeah, that's a good point. I think a, a hunger because Floyd is not hungry, so I think a hungrier, younger boxer like LeBron or this guy that um, Floyd Mayweather is training up would expose this dude and knock him the fuck all the way out. But you know what? That might be exciting for boxing. Bring I mean, it. I, I like say watching bring it on. get knocked out. I'm with it. I'm bring with it. it on. Hey, I like, look, I can watch a doc. I watch fight compilations on, on, on YouTube, so I'm ignorant <laughs> like that. All right, let's get to our last segment of the day. My favorite segment is the WTF segment. Drum roll. Drum roll, please. So, this week's WTF coming in at number three, Josh Doxon. How do you feel about that? It's oh our God. number, what was yeah. this, our number one pick from 2016 draft. Yes, yes. I think it's caught maybe 1.1 passes. <laughs> 1.1? No, he got a half a catch. <laughs> Hasn't done much. Yeah. Was just called out by the... Head coach Gruden mm-hmm. hasn't done much for the franchise since being drafted. Mm-hmm. Got to see more because I've definitely seen him on a flyer or two. No, you yeah, did it to the I, man. I definitely did. did. See, that's, that's the man can't go to a party. I'm sorry. I, you haven't caught a pass. Mm-hmm. What exactly are you celebrating? <laughs> Look, and I'm not saying we don't have beautiful women here. Uh-huh. I, I'm definitely one of them. Uh-huh. I'm just oh, saying. <laughs> I'm just saying. You need uh-huh. to be a lot more focused. Come uh-huh. on. We need to get more out of you. We just lost Deshaun Jackson. We just lost Pierre Garcon. Mm-hmm. We need you to step up. 
All right, Josh Doxon, I guess you need to step up. I'm I'm not giving up on you just yet, sir. I understand that injury is a real thing, and I'm not mad at the scares for holding you out during the preseason. I'd hate for you to get hurt in the preseason, and then we never get opportunity to see what you have to do on the field. But you do have to get on the field, young man, and um, you know, maybe go to the club next week. True. <laughs> Number next? two coming in, Le'Veon Bell, Steelers starting running back. Mm. Interesting story I came across. Check this out. It. He had, in this year alone, year mm-hmm. hasn't even finished, fiance, how you're able to have all of the, okay. Go had his fiance, mm-hmm. girlfriend, side chick, all pregnant at the same time. What? Wait a minute. Wait, 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 wait. At the same damn time. Say that one more time. I said he had his fiance, uh-huh. girlfriend, uh-huh. and side chick what? all pregnant. At the same time. God damn it. Now, for those who don't even know, this gentleman is actually holding out of his team, asking for more money. I, I didn't bet. understand it then. <laughs> I understand it now. Yeah. Pittsburgh Steelers, pay the boy. Pay that man for real, man. Team Lawrence all day. Anyway, what else? Ending this list off, and definitely, I'm sure he'll be topping weeks to come. Yeah. This is going to be a dual head. Donald Trump. Oh, God. Number 45 for his response to Hurricane Harvey in Texas. Yes, Definitely. As well as his supporters who are now blaming former President Barack Obama. This is hilarious. For the Hurricane Katrina. Response? Yes. Wow. Wow. The internet is still active, right? Yeah. Which means Google is still active, right? Google Google works. Which means that the fake news, CNN and Fox and whomever else is giving you different. You can still read, right? Yeah. Well, maybe they can't read. Maybe they cannot read then. That that's okay. Well, we can I would go with argue that. that someone that voted for Donald Trump may or may not of them being able to read is on the lower end. Hmm, that might be true. You know why? And the likelihood that they probably sleep with their sibling is on the higher end. True, because Baby Bush Junior yeah. was actually our president during Hurricane yes. Katrina. He was caught reading the children's book upside down in well, the that elementary. Was, that was nine eleven, but I'm well, with you. yeah, okay, no. Same Katrina, president, Katrina, same BS. The Katrina thing, to help people out with the Katrina thing, if you want to remember what was going on then, is when Kanye West came out and said, George Bush hates that's black people. <laughs> yeah, that's what happened. That was a, that was a uh, Katrina. Anyway. Oh, so he tops off our, they, sorry, yes. they top off our list at number one. Mm-hmm. I'm sure I'll be giving it to him some more weeks to come. Oh. But come on now. As long as Google is still alive, you have to fact check. <laughs> Google's still alive, baby. Come on, man. Google lives and breathes. <laughs> it's one thing to be opinionated. Uh, yeah. Fact check the opinions, people. Yeah. You can't be opinionated as fuck if you don't know what you're talking no. about. No, 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 no. If you're going to be on this opinionated as fuck train, we have That's to right. fact check. Yo, the opinion. Know who you're blaming. Train. Come on. Know who you're blaming. I mean, they want to literally butcher everything about. Obama has done. Yeah. Just like these a million jobs that yeah. are still fueling the economy. Yeah. Are definitely not under number 45's policies, which have not. Yeah. And do not come into effect until October of this year. Hop on the opinionated as fuck train, baby. Please do. <laughs> Yo, choo, choo. That's episode one. It's in the books. If you want to follow us, you can follow us on social media, opinion underscore AF. Correct. Um, that's on Twitter, Instagram. You can follow us on Facebook, opinionated as fuck. Correct. You can follow me, MSR underscore Adam on all social. You can follow Pretty Little Danny. At Pretty Little Danny on Instagram. Twitter. Pretty Little Danny on Twitter. Uh-huh. And I'm not giving out my Facebook. Oh, my Sorry. gosh. She's Sorry, guys. Uh, <laughs> This episode one is in the books. Until next week, we'll holler at you.